When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, welcome into the my favorite podcast of the year on the Big Three podcast here, the uh, Trade Value Power Rankings Edition for the Celtics. Uh, guys, I think this is our third edition of this. Um, I think the two of you chalked up the W in year one by having Jalen Brown over Jay Crowder, which I did not, and that did not look good for me. Um, but I came back last year with, Tatum over Kyrie for number one. And so I'll take the W for there. So we're tied one to one in the. Uh, Mike and I were both in agreement the previous two years. I think both of you guys. I, you guys gave me back last year for. Yeah, Tatum I definitely one. had Kyrie first last year. Yeah, I believe you did as well. You were more defensive about it. You were helping me out for Rich, but you were. I think you didn't have him one either. I usually like sit in the, sit in the middle and just stir them. Yeah. <laughs> so. But this year should be good, I feel like. Again, this is, for an explanation of what we're doing here, we're going to go through 15 through 1 on the Celtics roster from least valuable to most valuable player in terms of trade, um, you know, their value around the league, I should say. And we're not just obviously going from best to worst to best players here from strictly talent, a guy's age, their contract situation, injury history, potential upside. These are all potential factors that, you know, way into these rankings. So you're going to see some weird, you know, you might see Robert Williams ahead of a lot of people you wouldn't expect him to be on this list. And that might be because, again, he's in the first year of a bargain rookie deal. So take that into consideration when... Yeah, age and contracts are a big factor here. Right. Um, Any other disclaimers we should give everyone before jumping in here? Nope, buckle up. I don't All think right, so. let's, yeah. let's let's do this. Um, especially since we're, I think, officially two weeks out uh, ahead of the NBA trade deadline here. So we're going to go through tiers here and then have a little, everyone's going to give their names for every three or four um, players on the roster. So we're going to start off number 15, uh, Jabari Bird. Number 14, uh, Yabu. 13, Wanamaker, number 12, Daniel Tice. Wow, B-Rod, um, we have the exact same uh, same order there. Wow. Uh, Rich, how does that line up with you? So you're saying right now, if, if you're the GM of an NBA team, yes, and someone says, you can either have Brad Wanamaker for one year in you know, whatever he's got left, or Gordon Hayward on a max contract, you would rather bring in Gordon Hayward on a max? I would say that is, I don't think it'll be a universal, like, one I, or the other. I think it would be universal, <laughs> personally. Rich, what is your, what is, what is your, what is yeah, your so list? Is, is Hayward number 14 on your list, Rich? He's in the bottom three. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't, but I don't, I don't understand. Like, you're like, so, so, so break it down first, Rob. Like, we are a GM of an NBA team. Yes. Trying to build a winner. Yes. 
And you really think right now it would be smart to to pay Gordon the max? So no, it's 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 also from the perspective of like some of it is from the perspective of the Celtics. So like if I were to tr- if I wanted to get something back of value, uh, you know, Brad Wanamaker is Brad Wanamaker. He's you know not in the rotation, a solid like twenty nine, thirty, whatever, however old he is, rookie. Uh, making the money that he's making. Like, Gordon Hayward, yeah, sure, he's not playing well right now, but, like, he's kind of a... And he's making a lot of money, and, like, he's not in the top... I don't want to spoil anything for my list, but, like, he's just... Like, talent and production is just still miles ahead of where Brad Wanamaker will ever be, even in this state that he's in right now. So, I mean, for me personally, yeah, I, I wouldn't have him below a lot of guys on the team, um, but yeah, like his value around the league, even on that deal is still, I would say sizable compared to Brad Wanamaker, who could be in Turkey tomorrow and no one would notice. Yeah, that's true. I just, I, I just think that, uh, the Celtics are a pretty perfect situation to, to sort of get over, you know, some of the baggage of, of, if Gordon stays at this level for, for that price, I just don't think that. It's someone that I would want to take a chance on right now. As a, as I, so from a Celtics perspective, I think you're going to have a really hard time selling another team on Gordon Hayward. Yeah, I think that's fair. I think there are a number, you know, like there are GMs around the league that I feel like that would would share your mindset if they are putting together a list like this, Rich, where you know they would just not want to, you know, make that gamble that he's going to come back next year and look closer to what he is, and obviously for that price you know, not want to take that kind of risk anyway. Um, I do think, though, that, I mean, from a Celtics perspective, obviously they're positioned to get over it. And I still think it's like if you're the Charlotte Hornets or something like that right now and you could get Hayward with what they have for, like, I think they would do it. Because I think the odds of, like, a team, like, like a lot of teams around the league of getting a player with the type of, you know, talent that Hayward has or has had is pretty low. So that would make it again, they're not going to give up much for it, but I think they're going to give up more than, you know, like Mike said, Brad Wanamaker, who <laughs> they could, he could be playing in Turkey tomorrow. I know they would give up more, but I'm just saying that like, in terms of like what, like, uh, yeah. And I guess, I guess it's the concept of value, right? How, how you want to break it down. Yeah. I just, I just would not, I don't, I don't know what it would take for, for having to bring that. Con- again, you said, you said the Hornets might do it the Hornets do it they're going to be the Hornets for another 10 years you know what I mean like right that's not a, that's not a championship winning formula bringing that in right now I agree I'm oh, kind of I'm just shocked that we're having the Gordon conversation this early I'm caught off it's, guard I know this can is, I, can I, I tell you something? it's a lot more interesting than having the PJ Dozier conversation right? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. what's your 15 through 12 rich in total like where's your so like, I have I have uh Jabari, Dozier, Gordon, and Gershon. Okay. I didn't even... PJ's not even on my list. PJ's not on the list. Yeah, PJ didn't even make my list since he's a two-way guy, but I like the fact you're on here. We'll slot him in. Um, all right, so let's... There's nowhere else to go. I think the the only other guy that is worth talking about more in this front, we'll get into Gordon more later, um, I feel like it's Tice. And with his kind of future with the team, he's a restricted free agent after this year. He's making minimum money. Um, 
he's obviously out of the rotation now with Baines back healthy. Um, do you guys see, I thought he was going to be, you know, a better chance he's going to stick around. But now after this kind of up and down year, like, and the development of Robert Williams, like, is he on the team past this year? Or would you consider moving him at all if you could get something decent from this uh, trade deadline? Um, I, I mean, I'm not as big of a fan of Tice as you guys, I think, but I, I do, you know, what he is as someone who is a center who can protect the rim a little bit and maybe more than a little bit and shoot threes semi-reliably. Um, those, you know, those kind of players don't really grow on trees and for him to be, uh, I would say a positive whenever he's on the floor, um, uh, and not in foul trouble is, is pretty, pretty, I mean, it's pretty great at the cost that he is right now, but then B Rob, as you mentioned, he is a restricted free agent this summer. Um, that's not the worst thing in the world, but if you're the Celtics, you don't want to, you know, you wouldn't want to pay this guy substantially more than what he's making right now, uh, given his inability to play big minutes. So for me, it's, he just kind of fits where he is, number 12, and I didn't really think twice about putting him there. When you say inability to play big minutes, is that sort of foul trouble related or just? Foul trouble, and then, I mean, I, I, I don't know how many minutes he would play in a playoff series. Um, right. Like I, I, I don't know. I, I, I just don't think he's. Uh, you know, it's tough to be that size defensively when other teams go small, and I just don't. I don't know. I wouldn't. I, I like. He's not like a like Al Horford is just miles ahead defensively. Uh, you can play through him on offense. Andy stretches. It's just a completely different player with Tice out there. Different situation with Tice out there. Um, Rich, where did you have Tice? If we we're not even close there, or, or is he coming up? No, he's coming up. He's he's in the next uh, he's in the next batch, I think. But um, what I was gonna say about him and what we're tape, we're recording this on Wednesday afternoon before the Cavs game. Like, so Al is out, right? Uh, Tristan Thompson's not playing for the cat for the Cavs. Down the stretch, like, this is these are the games where, where Daniel Tice needs to step up. You know, he just, he just got to make it easy. You know, I, I, this can't be uh, the Celtics are favorite. I think by seventeen the last time I saw. I think that really? Was before, really? That was before that was before Kyrie uh, was ruled out. I think. Holy smokes! Um, but yeah, it's games like this where where uh, Daniel Tice uh, earned his money. You know, just a sleepy game where they need to take care of business. They got to keep keep everyone healthy, uh, and we'll see what happens. Yeah, I agree with that, and it is a great. I mean, it is a great insurance policy for this team that you know with Al, you know Al. We know Baines had injury issues plenty of this year as well, so. I would tend to think they wouldn't want to move him um, for, you know, anything really here that's, unless it's like a first round pick, something crazy, which they won't get for him. But like the insurance policy probably means more to this team than anything he could fetch in a trade. And like you said, Rich, there are certain matchups where he probably will be of use um, like this or anytime, you know, to take the, you know, ease back out as much as possible in the second half of the year here while also going for a, you know, top two, top three seed. 15, um, 15 points uh, since Kyrie. 15 points is spread. That's, that's a lot without Kyrie. This is I the mind. worst defense in NBA history. It is. I didn't I realize how many people were out for them. Literally the worst defense in NBA history right now. Well, I look forward to seeing Terry Rozier to go like three of 11 from the field. Um, 
No, this is a triple double kind of night for Terry. We'll see. This is a, but this is a good transition to the second tier, um, which I might be changing my. I'm having second thoughts right now on my second tier. Oh my and god! I know, but I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna make. I'm gonna make the switch because I mean, I'm gonna. This might be rash, but I'm gonna go number eleven. Terry Rozier. Uh, number ten, Sesh. Okay. Number ten, Shemi Ojale. Number nine, Aaron Baines, and number eight, Marcus Morris. Okay, so my order is eleven Baines, ten Ojale, nine Morris, eight Rogier. So basically mm. the exact same, except so the except uh, well, all the same players in the tier. Right. Um, Rich, what so, you got? Semi Tice. Baines and Mook. Okay. All right. So, B Rob, why are you so low on Rogier? So, this is kind of a developing opinion. He was higher, like, the more and more I thought about it, the more he fell down my list in the last 24 hours. Um, a, he's not having a good year. Um, B, the, the market. I know the, I think the only, like, reason, like, yeah, he's a restricted free agent. So, he obviously, that is, a benefit to any team that has him or wants to acquire him in theory. But like how much of an advantage is that really for a guy who I feel like this is one of the deepest point guard is one of the deepest positions in the league. He is not, you know, he obviously needs really big minutes to succeed, but I still don't think he's close to a, a top 20 point guard in the league right now. Oh, not even close. (laughs) And yeah, so like, I mean, I just look at it and I'm like, who do you want to invest big money in this guy for a guy who can't shoot around the basket or, you know, anywhere else within the arc, really? Can I, Um, can I do the, the devil's advocate? Please. So he actually was, I think when I first drew this list up a few days ago, I had him at like 11, um, Mm -hmm. bumped him up to eight. The restricted free agency is a big deal in my eyes. And also, you know, if you were to trade for Terry, you're getting someone who I think you could lock up at a pretty fair number. Um, And he's 25, or he's about to turn 25 in a a couple months. Um, You could definitely sell yourself based on last year's postseason that right now he is just in a really tough situation and he's working his way through, you know, being low usage on a team with a lot of guys who want the ball and he hasn't really, uh, uh, you know, gotten comfortable with that uh, off of last year's playoffs where, you know, he has the ability, like when I look at ball handlers, like dominant ball handlers, if you can hit a pull-up three as he showed last year in the playoffs and he has at times throughout his career, like that's just such a valuable thing. So like I know he's shooting below 40% from two and, you know, hasn't really been able to draw fouls at all. He isn't much of a playmaker. And its shot selection is terrible. <laughs> yeah, but I, like, I mean, I do. Yeah, it's it is not good. Um, but that's just I just I see him as someone who's just trying, still trying to find his place. And, um, you know, as a scorer, that's kind of his. That's going to be his mo in the league. It looks like, which is kind of disappointing when you compare him to someone like Marcus Smart, who is able to impact games in so many different ways without the ball in his hands. I don't think Terry's that guy. 
But put Terry in a situation where, uh, you know, let's say he was the starting point guard on the Chicago Bulls tomorrow. I don't, I mean, I, I don't think he's going to be like knocking on the door of the All-Star game, but I think you would see a different, better basketball player. Rich, what yeah, are your I thoughts mean, on this? I mean, did, did you guys think he was a top 20 NBA point guard last year in the playoffs? So was, I thought he had the potential to be. So six, 16 and a half points a game, 5.3 rebounds, 5.7 assists. Uh, led a beaten team to a game seven of the conference finals. Yeah, he was so good. Was that, was that, a, was that, a, no, I mean, I was, I was, I was, was very high 20? on him last Was year. that a guy with, with the top 20? So, I mean, you come next year and as his minutes are gone, the situation's different. I don't, like, do we think he got worse at basketball? I think I would, I think he's leveled off or honestly taking a step mean? back a little mean, bit. Though? I mean, I think he's taking a step back. Like, I think he's, well, they, they, I, they pushed him back a little bit. Yeah, I think there's... He was placed a step back. I think it's it's, a contributing factor. It's really difficult to disentangle the situation from the player's development, in my opinion. So I I see where both of you guys are coming from. Um, Last year in the playoffs, he was a phenom at times and, you know, arguably the team's best player in certain spots. So it's really difficult. I mean, once you show that you can do it in the playoffs, as he did... Uh, you know, it's hard to take that away, but this entire season has been a stinker. So, so there is some recency bias there. Um, but I don't know. It's really difficult to disentangle the two environments that he was in last year in the playoffs versus this season with everybody healthy. I guess for I, me, it's not, it's just not that hard to, to disentangle. I just, I, just I, I think if you gave Terry's team, I, I, would, I would, but would, would you want to do that? Who wants to do that though? Like, I, I mean, don't there, see any team. I mean, there are a couple teams, teams that are really right bad now. that will. But, like, those teams can just wait till he becomes a free agent to try to do that. I don't see any incentive for any team to want to trade for him right now based on the fact he's going to be a restricted free agent since uh, I don't no, think I, the Celtics would I, want to keep him anyway unless they want to sign that, and trade him. But I think Terry wants to feel loved, you know? I think if you, you brought him in right now and you started and, you, and you're like, hey, we're going to – you're one of the building blocks here. I think that's the sort of thing when you build over the offseason, you can get, you know, get a running start. But who would it be? Phoenix, Orlando. Yeah, it's so gross. I think that's like that's literally it. Like that's the problem. Like it's not, and it's it's more of a again this. Like, I get they have they're they got bigger fish to fry in the offseason. Um, so they won't be worried about that. So it is it's a situation where I agree with everything you said, Rich. Like he's he. Like, he clearly, that track record in the play, postseason matters. I just think he's in a tough spot where it's a super deep position around the league, and he has taken a step back this year on the floor, or at least, like, very much sideways. And when he, like, he can't run, like, as a ball handler, as, like, a, a passer, he has just not shown any, like, progression that would want him, you know, hand him the keys to the car based on a two month playoff run um, where he had plenty of good games, but also had plenty of stinkers. Um, I also much more good than I don't know if he's like, like, I don't know if he's better suited off the ball personally. Like he he is, he's gotta be like, yeah. I mean, I, I, which just that, uh, that obviously hurts his value a little bit. Um, The guy that is really interesting as a comp is Dennis Schroeder. Uh, So like, I don't know. <laughs> like, I, 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 I don't know if Terry could be what Schroeder is right now in Oklahoma City. 
Um, and you know, there is the possibility that last season is, was a little, there was some, there was a, a little bit was fluky. Uh, you know, he did have the absolutely atrocious game seven against the Cavs. Um, so I don't know. Um, I'm what's more, what's more fluky, the 18 games before that or, or game seven? Well, but then you compare that with like, look, like when your usage drops, a lot of times that means your efficiency goes up, and we have not seen that with Terry all season long. When a guy shoots thirty seven percent from the floor, I mean that's a that's a pretty decent red flag, you know? Yeah. No, I and I'm not. I don't. I don't want to defend his play this year. It's uh, you know I I I hoped as much as anyone that he could just I don't know if sucking it up is just the word, but just like. Just stay within the team a little bit better, but again, after you after you show you can do that, and after you become scary Terry, after you become that brand, after you're used to like, you know, being on the marquee, like I get it, but I don't know. Is he back here next year, in any form? Like, what what's the chances would you guys put on it right now, percentage wise? Very. Um, I I could see honestly them getting him back. Um. Because, like, as you said, I, I don't know who's going to be throwing out an offer sheet. Like, I really I really don't. So maybe it takes, like, qualifying and... Well, I don't think he's in a position where he could do that either. Like, I think that yeah, I mean, that's I think the Celtics might have him over a barrel. So I would, I would probably put it at a coin flip, to be honest. I mean, we know that Danny Ainge loves him. Uh, he does have just freakish athleticism. And unteachable physical advantages. So, I don't know. I mean, I, I could totally see him him being back, and I could see him leaving. <laughs> it's I, I think it's it's a coin it's a coin flip for me. <laughs> well, 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 I know I'm going on a limb with that statement, but it's it's a coin flip for me. Rich, you sound like you think he's he's done. Yeah, I just it just seems like it's 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 run its course. It's, you, you, uh, you don't you don't you don't want this moving forward, you know? Right. It's as things currently. The only way, the only possibility I could see him coming back is if uh, Smart is used in like the Anthony Davis trade. Oh, that's a totally different story. Yeah, I'm and then that, that way you bring yeah. So, but if if Smart is in uniform for the Celtics next year, I think it's a long shot that Terry is back. Unless, like Mike said, the the market just presents a situation where like the Celtics can get him at a good deal and figure, hey, well, like you know, we can at least move this if we want to. Um, later and then I, I also last thing about Terry because we have a lot of other things to talk about but I do think that his value could you know skyrocket in the playoffs a lot can be happen can happen in a, in a few weeks as we learned last year so the story is not even close to over with him it's again a situation where I mean if they could do it all again I wonder if the front office would have traded him this last summer mm. I, think I know they, they try, obviously they, like, tried. they tried they tried to but if they like you know, maybe they thought like that wasn't good enough, and maybe that was what what they thought. Understandably, still might not have been good enough. Was you know easily the best they could have done. Um, but that's that's neither again having him as an insurance policy for Kyrie. They didn't know what Kyrie's future was going to be at that point, so it makes a lot of sense why they kept him, um, given how well he looked in that postseason. Um, any other names in this section? Ojale is kind of an interesting one. I feel like. He hasn't done much this year, but I think he's going to be pretty important next year. I just look at the contract, and yep. let me bring it up real quick. Uh, non-guaranteed next year, 
team option the year after that. 1.6, 1.7. I mean, yeah. like, if, if you yeah, be- if you're a wing, who he, I mean, he's shown that he can stay in front of Giannis. Uh, if that's literally the only his only function at that money on that deal, that's just that's really valuable. Is uh is Marcus Morris been mentioned on everyone's list so far? Or have we got to Marcus Morris yet? I think he's the yeah, next next guy we got to talk about. Um, yep. I had him at number nine. He was eight on mine. Rich, you had him eight. I had him. Hold on. Yeah, I should have marked it. Yeah, I had him. I have nine. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. So, B. Rob, what are your what are your thoughts about him? I mean, he has turned him like I would never would have dreamed that he would be ahead of Terry Rozier on my list at this point in the year for a few months ago. But he's just been that good this year. Where, he, despite the fact that he's an expiring contract, like this is probably arguably one of the top five like help now guys on this list. Um, if you're any team around the league and only $5 million a year, clearly you're going to have to pay him. Most teams are probably not going to want to pay him that next big deal. But, Rich, I mean, like, the the fact he's shooting at such an elite level, like, means he can kind of fit in anywhere. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's it's strange because I don't necessarily think of Marcus Morris as someone that fits in everywhere. You know, I, in, in a way, it seems to me a little bit like an uh, Evan Turner situation. Like, I don't know if I want to be the person to give him that next contract. No. And I think that it's kind of like the perfect storm of everything around him right now that's sort of uh, allowing this. But yeah, I would be like, as an opposing GM, I'd be very, I think I'd be hesitant to, I wouldn't make that move assuming I'm getting this Marcus Morris. You know? I don't think it takes much to sort of disrupt the... I would the say that whoever pays him next, I mean, it's it's kind of a GM killer situation, to be honest. Like... What we're seeing right now will, I mean, this is contract year Marcus Morris, and he stepped up, um, borderline all-star. He didn't make my, I did my ballot for a column tomorrow. He didn't make the team, but he's a legitimate snub. Um, but look, like paying that next contract, like the fact that his current deal is what, five million or something, five and a half, I think, um, and expiring, it just kind of... It, it, anytime you have an expiring contract, I mean, it, it does it, it just does a lot of damage to his status as an asset, um, and throw in the fact that he's just kind of been a comet this year, and I don't see it sustain. I'm like I, I, I I'm a believer for the rest of the season in it, uh, but going forward on a long term deal, like I just would I would stay very very far away from him. Yeah, that's. Fair. I, I do wonder, I mean, he's made such great strides, not just a shooting, mm-hmm. his rebounding too. So it is, it is like it, but like his body, mm-hmm. he's, I think he's going to be 30. Um, yeah. So that again, like you put that fat factor in the, the contract year angle with the age and it's like, yeah. What do you like? Okay. Yeah. I was going to say, but as, as we all say horrible things about Marcus Morris, he's been, unbelievable let's just say say that like for so much respect for for his no everything he's done this year but yeah it's just uh absolutely instrumental and i don't think like there's zero percent chance he will be moved this year despite the fact he's probably not going to be able to be brought back next year because he's just that particularly positionally in the playoffs he's he's huge right and like what i mean what circumstances i guess does he 
I guess if you miss out on AD this summer, I think a case could be made that the Celtics, you know, if they want to remain as competitive, might need yeah, to we'll like, see how much retain them. Right. Like, yeah. what's what's your what's your number? You won't go over yearly for him. Years are always more important. For next year, I think. For, but I don't know. I mean, if you can have it have a contract that's like three years. I don't know, Jesus. Three thirty-five declining annually. <laughs> like I don't know. That's that's probably and that might be too much. So, right. I'd sign that. I still have faith that even if if Bro goes somewhere else, that Ange isn't going to take that sort of. He won't take that bait. Or no, I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't think he just concede and be like, all right, let's just stay competitive and maybe you know overpay for Marcus Morris when it might be better to keep that keep the flexibility and maybe make a run at whatever team AD is on now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you almost might need him just as like a salary chip too. If you, again, if only if the numbers are like reasonable, but if they're not, then that obviously defeats the purpose. So, um, but that'll be an interesting situation to watch. Uh, I think we covered it. Like Baines is like, like he's, he has a no trade, so he's not really worth talking about. I think he's again with Embiid and Giannis, his value is and, more important and Horford, than but, anyone else. Yeah. So he's we not talked about anywhere. that before the season. Right. Sure. All right. Let's uh let's move into the next. So we're at number here. seven. Um. So let's go. We're at number seven. Uh, well, how many names are you about to list? I was gonna either do two or three, but I could. Do I was gonna say do one. two. I, maybe I think two. it gets top five is where it gets. Really yeah, we'll do two. Yeah. Okay. Um. So yeah, my number seven okay. is Robert Williams, and my number six is Gordon Hayward. All right, uh, my number seven is Al Horford, and my number six is mm. Gordon Hayward. Terry. I had uh, Al and Terry. You already said Terry. Didn't you? No, I didn't. You guys did. No. Oh, okay. I, mean, I, said, I, he said I, I spoke bad. about him. I just... Uh, wait, so I guess, uh, so this is Al Horford time? Can we talk about Al Horford? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's like yeah. He's number, he's number number five. Uh, so yeah, let's, let's God, I just love Al Horford so much. Um, and it was really tough. <laughs> Don't it was you, so you feel, tough? You so tough. So yeah. So no, it sound yeah, like I like love him much. so much. I mean, like, so the situation with his contract, uh, making twenty eight point nine this year, uh, a thirty point one million dollar player option for next season, and. I guess we should start with, do we think he's opting out of that player option? I think it's going to be very much dependent on what the Celtics are bringing to the table if he does. Um, you've, been, you've been very, B-Rob, you're one of the, uh, the first people I heard make the suggestion that he would do the KG, mm-hmm. just maybe sign for a couple more years at, you know, just Yep. And I, and it means, and it, the, the big thing there, and this is where Mike Zarin and will be huge, is, you know, how much is that decline in, like, salary from $30 million to 20 or high teens, whatever the Celtics can get them to agree to, how much of that is you add to the savings based on the luxury tax there? Because the, it's going to be a big bill next year. It's going to be a big bill for a while, but you might make up the difference next year that allows you to feel better about giving him the two years or the three years that where he might not be worth. He's he also extension eligible, I believe. Is that correct, B-Rob? 
He's not. No, he's not. So it's it's a. Uh, I actually looked into this. So a player option. He has to make a decision on that before any extension is, which they obviously will talk before he makes any kind of decision. So you can't, can't wink, wink, say I'm going to decline my player option and let's pencil in a, an extension. With, yeah, I mean, and, they could. They just can't do it officially okay, until he makes a decision on it. Um, I mean, so Al Horford, Al Horford the player, um, you know, I, I thought he was going to be a borderline lock heading into this season to make the all-star team. Uh, I don't. I, I would think that maybe the Celtics felt the same way internally. Um, you know, he's 32, and the knees are a clear issue. Uh, he's sitting out tonight for rest, and uh, you know his numbers almost across the board have been down. His ability to protect the rim at the game I was at in Brooklyn um, a couple weeks ago, like he was just. A shell of, 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 of his former self um, protecting the rim uh, and you know guys were just it was like a layup line and so I know that you know you watch him then again like uh, the other night against like forget what opponent but he's like beasting in the paint and his paint protection is tremendous so you're not getting consistently the same defender that you had the past two seasons where he was kind of a defensive player of the year candidate uh, then again, I mean, Celtics defense is still pretty good when he's on the floor. He's smart, um, knows where he's supposed to be. And then offensively, you know, he's a stretch five and those are so valuable. So, like, I don't know. I wanted to have him higher, but the contract situation, the fact that he could be unrestricted um, or you have to pay him. Like, I don't. it's just it's a tough situation. And you brought up a good point, B-Rob, about just, you know, them if they're able to get him to sign on a, on a semi-long-term, longer-term deal at a cut rate, then that's terrific. But if you were to trade for Horford, I don't think he's giving you a discount. So I can't put him higher. Yeah, it's a... Go ahead, Rich. No, I, I agree. You know, he's, he's coming up on 25,000 NBA minutes. You know, 30, coming up on 33. It's just yeah, for for that price. It's just you don't you don't you don't get it anymore consistently. And and again, you look you, with all everything you just said, Mike. Maybe it's unreasonable to to expect that, but I think I think we did <laughs> coming into it. And, I, and I've and I've said this too. I I still believe that he can turn it on for for the playoffs. I think he's got that. I guess it turns out to be close to like two months of of playoff basketball if you can get that far. I think he has that in him, but. Um, this season, and, and Mike, I've, I've been on that since that uh, since that Magic game <laughs> early in the year. You know, he's he's he really he's not been himself. He hasn't attacked the the, the rim on, on either side, rebounding, rim protection. Um, and again, I'm not if I'm a GM, I'm not I'm not making a big move for him. So I agree with what you guys have said for the most part. What I will why he's a bit um, higher Mr. popular over here. Um, is, is that Al chiming in? It's like you guys are bullshit um it's gordon hayward's agent he's good. <laughs> um i think like just the fact that he is has a skill set that is so hard to find he's like it's like the offices of terry right now at the position of like yes there's been drop off but who also can shoot you know 40 percent from three 
and defend Joel Embiid. Um, like Joel Embiid in the post, like admirably. Like there's just so few guys in the league that can do that competently that don't have a huge flaw in their game in some other department. So like that's why I think you know barring some kind of you know AD coming. I mean I, I don't know. I guess this is a bigger question, but like does he the Celtics? Do you want him here if they get Anthony Davis, assuming that they don't have to include him in the deal? I do. To get him? Right. Like, I agree. Like, I think that would be a great way to have... You can play those guys together it's also, very easily. if you're trying to keep AD... Because you got... Wow, another fan. We, we like... <laughs> oh, I have a... I have a I, remind okay, me to tell a, a good story. Okay. <laughs> Speaking of fans. Um, no, but if you're AD, uh, you know, the big thing about trading for AD is then you got to resign him. And so we know he is very much against being called a center still for whatever reason. And, you know, having Horford there to play that five role beside him um, and space the floor offensively, it's just. Yeah, for sure they could play together without any issue. So, I, I would definitely want him. Still, I love Al Horford. And the one, and the one thing, and part of the reason you love him, the thing with Al is, that yeah, right. There's no ego there, you know. Like that's I, Anthony Davis would love a, a chance to come and play with a veteran like that, a guy who's just going to do everything he can to make his life easier. So, I guess the question for that then is like, they really would need, obviously, to to resign him to an extension that knocks his number down because you can't, you're not going to be able to pay, you know, have Hayward, Kyrie and Al and Anthony Davis all on their current contracts. Um, but that would be an interesting subplot. I feel like the year to try to see if they can maneuver a deal that allows them to get a D with, without using the salary of Wordford. Or Hayward. It can be done, obviously, but they're going to have to get creative. Um, I well, think who else Gordon, be... B-Rep, you and I had Gordon. Gordon. Um, I feel like we should talk thought. a little bit more about him, maybe. Yeah. I mean, do you... Like, what's your guys' So, like, what, what, like, what I'll say really quick, just like, when is? I look at this, when I put my list together, I try to formulate it that everyone has kind of like a vacuumless or in a vacuum asset and you factor in talent and age and obviously the contract. And so with Gordon, I I mean, he should be, you would, you would think when you signed him to the deal that he would be a little bit higher. Obviously, he's he has not performed like a max player. Um, that's a crazy he, understatement, he, though. I mean, he, 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 he hasn't even been close. He hasn't been. Yeah, he's been a good bench. <laughs> um, but what I will say is just like <laughs> I don't know. I, I I'm I I, I feel, <laughs> I'm ta- I'm talking myself into <laughs> these points that I'm about to make. But like, it, as an NBA player, you either get better or you get worse every day. Like I, I'm a believer in that and. I feel like next year he will be size, like a, a much better basketball player uh, than he is right now. And he might even be a better, much better basketball player uh, in the playoffs or a more useful basketball player in the playoffs when the rotation 
dramatically shrinks and his minutes go up um, on both ends. So I don't know. We'll see. Uh, and I mean, I, I don't think that he is a complete negative asset right now. I, I do wonder, and I kind of feel like they, like, do you guys think that, I know, I feel like Rich, you, I know your answer to this question, but um, do you feel like if the Celtics absolutely wanted to trade Gordon Hayward that they would have to attach a pick to get off that contract? Uh, yeah. I mean, I guess it depends on who they're getting back if they're taking like, an equal risk, but I see. I don't know. I don't know like, how how much of a a first round pick, but what do you think, Bureau? Yeah, I think that's a very. I honestly was going to bring up the same question. I think right now he's probably just a strictly like a net neutral contract. Like you could you could trade him somewhere, but you're not getting anything back. That's good. You're not getting like a terrible contract back either, but you're like not getting anything. I don't think you have to attach like like a first round pick to get rid of him. I think like I. There are enough teams out there that would think like you, Mike, that like he's going to be a lot better next year, and like so we'll take the risk that we're like you know signing him for. Two I mean, years you could easily. Just, I mean, the guy had what two surgeries, two or three surgeries, two surgeries, and then yeah, one of surgeries. them was like it really cut into his window to rehab right before the season, so he, he was kind of playing himself into shape, and then right you know, his first few weeks slash months of the year were just a complete disaster because of that second surgery. Um, I don't know, you see glimpses of the old Gordon. He's, I don't think he's completely lost and gone forever, which is why I, I can't have him as low as you did, Rich. Yeah, and I don't, I don't you, think he Rich, is either. Do you, when you... What's up, Yara? No, I was just asking you just like, if you're, I mean... Big picture wise, he obviously isn't going anywhere this year. But if he's looking like this next year, at this point in the year, what do you do if you're Danny Ainge? Well, I think it's too late at that point, right? But you have you you could have assets to get off his contract, like you could attach the pick at that point to probably get off it. Yeah, and, I, and again, I I kind of agree with Mike. I I think that there's a chance, and I also said at the top, I think the Celtics are a perfect situation to sort of withstand you know, him at, at, at max money. But I think there's we're going to get the Gordon Hayward game in, in the playoffs, you know? Oh, yeah, there was a Gerald Green game. We're at least going to get one Gordon Hayward game. Um, I think that he, he there's a chance that he is a solid contributor. And and next year, are we comparing him and Paul George? We're not, because it was just a, it was a different injury, right? But just in terms of, like, the mental part of getting back, I mean, it is pretty refreshing to see to see. George yeah. But, like, the thing with Gordon, I mean, if you just go back and watch him in Utah the last year before he became a free agent, like, so much of his activity was on those lob plays, the very same lob play that he hurt himself on. And, like, off the ball, Mm -hmm. he was that's why he was so effective. He was such a dynamic cutter, and you'd set these back screens at the elbow, and he'd go flying towards the rim. And it would just put so much pressure on the defense. And, like... You, you can't they just don't run any of that stuff for him so it just it cuts into his value of, of and why he was a max player uh heading into that summer such an obvious max player um and like athleticism he was he's really really athletic and i don't think people give him enough credit for that and so 
I, I do think that he will return or get a, a lot closer to the athlete that he was uh, a few years ago next season when he's a full year. Like he has a full year of NBA basketball under his belt removed from that injury. I do think he will be, he will look like he did when he was an all-star. Uh, the stats probably will not reflect it because now he is not the first and maybe not even the second option next season because, you know, you probably have Kyrie and who knows who else is on the roster, but, you know, Tatum or um, AD or whoever. But the fact of the matter is, like, uh, minute, but like on a possession-by-possession possession basis, I think his impact will reflect what it was when he was with Utah. Yeah, in terms of confidence, he was one of those guys that he used to, like, ju- and it kind of looked reckless the way that he would jump stop like into traffic sometimes. You know, he would just kind of leave his feet, but he just had the athle- the, the athleticism to, to find mm-hmm. a spot. You know, it was. Um, but in that, in that that's 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 physical and mental that part. Yeah, it's going to be obviously a very big year for him. But I will. I agree with. It, it makes much more sense for the Celtics, obviously, to you know they're going to have the patience here. They're in a good spot to have patience with him and. You just hope that another full, healthy offseason that he can, you know, find some of that stuff you're talking about, Mike. Um, should we go to the top, top five, four? right? I think so. Or what? Just read top five. Read, read your uh, oh, yeah, five right. through yeah, so three. Five through three. Okay. Uh, my number five was Warford. Um, my number four is Jalen Brown, and number three is Marcus wow. Hart. My number five is Robert Williams, four Jalen, three three Marcus. Mm-hmm. Mm. And I'm Time Lord Marcus Jalen. So we just got the our three and four. I, I literally just switched Smart and Jalen from I moved Smart up to three after taking one last look at it. Well, why uh, you, let's why let's start quick with Robert Williams since I mean well I, <laughs> sorry let's start yeah so like. Time Lord, just to do a quick hit on him, you guys are obviously pretty high. I this it's possible his trade value could be peaking this year with the tantalizing blocking. Hopefully it doesn't. Sure. But um that's a nice little bonus chip to throw in an Anthony Davis offer, I feel like is the biggest thing right now for uh his his purpose. And I, I still don't hundred percent trust him. <laughs> no. <laughs> his number the numbers are bad when he's on the court for the Celtics um as a team. So, I mean, I mean, in general, like it could, like it, like it could be a big. Oh yeah, yeah. High, but also he could, he could turn out to be a player for the next decade. You know, I, I think he certainly has the raw ability. It's. Uh, yeah. So I mean, a big, big, big reason why I had him this high was the contract and the age, and you know, first round pick, rookie scale deal. Those are just so valuable, and he's just shown like best shot blocker in the league potential. He's not anywhere near there yet, but he's shown the potential to be one of the best, if not the best, rim protectors in the entire league. And that stuff just it really matters. And yeah, um, freakish wingspan can be a really you know in a conference where you need rim protection against and post-play defense against Embiid and Simmons and Giannis and uh, am I missing anyone right now? I don't, I don't know, but there are, you know, Porzingis maybe uh, in a little bit. Um, you know, there's good, there's just, you need that defensive anchor and Horford will not be here forever. 
So, uh, you know, factoring in the money and his age and everything that I just mentioned, I just, that's why I had him that high. I don't know if he will, you know, make incremental improvements year to year. Uh, I guess we'll wait and see with that. And like, who knows if he's already played, like, honestly, he could have already had his best game of his career and it wouldn't like 100% knock me off my chair. Hmm. Uh, I don't think that's going to happen, but uh, you know, getting him this that late in the draft too, so you have him, you know, not at like a, a top five pick is actually like pretty expensive um, right now, and so when you get him, like he's making under two million uh, before the team options kick in in two thousand twenty one and two thousand twenty two. So it's just a it's a it's a hell of a contract, and he's a very tantalizing prospect. Yeah, it's going to be fascinating to see what, like, on the one hand, I can see them, you know, everything you just mentioned, Mike, like, that's a long-term solution, you know, at center. Um, on the other hand, like, do you trust him? Do you want to sell high in the offseason when, obviously, in a in a much bigger deal, um, but even if it isn't AD, do you want to sell high for the another upgrade elsewhere so you don't you throw him at his peak value potentially since if like with Rozier and other guys who might not have a bigger role here you know they might not be able to kind of build the stock that they do when the the mystery remains hmm. yeah the rest uh, of the so who had smart at three i believe I am, first did, of all i just want to say Rich had him at four, i could not believe <laughs> I know that you, like you would have I, I like this is one of the most shocking developments of all time I know that you you've you've come around slightly more and more week by week on Marcus Smart B-Rob but number three I, I am I am just oh, I'm blown away I'm, I I am literally pitching <laughs> myself for doing this well, you said you said you listened to the la- to the last two years of this of this podcast. Where did you have him? Yeah, where did you have him? Last I two did, years? Uh, the last year I probably <laughs> had him down where I had Terry this year, which was like number nine or ten. Good news and for Terry. You, good news for Terry. And then obviously after they signed this contract for him, it was like, well, this is an overpay, um, which is an understandable <laughs> one, um, but like one nonetheless. And now you look at it, it's a gem of a where, contract. Where he's at. It is it is a gem of a contract. It is a contract that is should have Danny Ainge smiling ear to ear right now. Um, since if Smart is can sustain this thirty five percent three point shooting, and with like the fact that he's not taking bad shots anymore and the, doing everything else that this team needs again, those the, these were my peeves with him, and he's fixed them to his credit. Um, then yeah, this is. Uh, a huge trade trip and that's tell happy Walters that he should feel good um, about what he got Marcus here. But yeah, this is a, he's in a great spot. The Celtics are in a great spot with him. And I think they're not going to, while this is made to be a tradable contract, it wouldn't surprise me if he just plays out this whole deal here, Rich. Uh, he's become that important. I feel like. Yeah. He feels like a, he's, a, he's like a Celtic now. I think he's, he, he, I think more than when anyone on that team, he's a, he's a Celtic. You know, he he really just embodies ha- like the team's identity so much, and that doesn't mean that you don't trade him for Anthony Davis if the opportunity presents itself or anything crazy like that. No, but I mean, the fact that this contract has no options on it, 
I mean, it's just, it's a great, great contract for someone who basically transformed the Celtics season when he entered the starting lineup. And, you know, the three-point shooting is just, that completely alters, uh, like, everything about him. There's no more caveats when you discuss Marcus Smart uh, as a positive player. Um, We'll see if it keeps up. And, you know, there, right. there's a lot of volatility yeah. with three-point shooting, obviously, and he doesn't have the track record. But for years, I am on the record, I will say, I have always said that the three-point shooting will probably come around based on his free throw percentages and the form that I thought was a perfectly fine shot form. And so I'm tapping myself on the shoulder right now. And uh, it's good <laughs> to see him, you know, get up there at, at you know, a, a near... A league average rate for someone at that position it's just it's a uh, it's good to see that's good that's great Do you what's up is that we're saying it's probably the best season of his career that he's averaging a career low in points yep 7.8 points again that's my favorite part about his season is not just the the increased efficiency but also the fact that he's only taking six shots per game. Like he, he knows his role in this team is like, get the guys, get the ball to the shooters, to the scores and take the threes when you're open and then get out of the way. Otherwise and do everything else that you like his, his true shooting has never been, uh, higher than 50% coming into the season. And right now it's at 56.1. He leads the entire NBA in steal rate. His defense is like better, and and like you know Marcus's defense like has always been. Anyone who watches the Celtics knows that it's always been an invaluable part of their success. And for him to get better at it and truly be able to defend, you know, for five sometimes positions based depending on where he is on the floor. Like I don't know, he's just he's incredible. And as he gets better, he's, I mean, he is starting to get more respect from the refs. They're allowing him to, to do the Marcus Smart things a little bit a little bit more. I mean, granted, it, it helps when he doesn't get ejected. Um, all right, the Pelicans call up this offseason. They say, okay, well, we're ready to move AD. Wait, can you save your, save your, save your question you until uh, we get through the whole list? Okay. Because I have a right. Well, they'll, we'll put them on all day. Mike Phoenix I know. Yeah. The <laughs> I know. This is... <laughs> this is well, it's a good tease. You got to listen to the end. You got to listen to the end of the podcast. Um, all right. And then Jalen's the other guy here. That's... You, Rich, you had him at three. You had him over smart. Yeah. Or you're... You know, you still... Uh, what, what's your case there? I mean, I, I think, you know, as a... GMX, right? If if you're putting yeah, sure. those guys into, you know, Jalen's a guy who can go out and get you 20 points a game. I think if 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 you need it, you know, Marcus uh, helps in different ways, and I think he's better on a better team. Uh, and just I don't, I think we see what Marcus is, and maybe the shooting can get a little bit better. We hope it stays where it is, but uh, Jalen still got a, a few levels to to rise. I think so. I'm willing to take that chance, and I think I think like Terry. Uh, Jalen would lo- would love to be the man. I think he, he wants to he wants someone to really want him. Uh, so I think you could you could really bring him in and make him the the face of like a young organization. Yeah, the the upside factor is obviously why you would take Jalen over Smart. Um, 
Jalen just it's been a very uh very trying season for Jalen Brown. Just, you know, the three point shooting has fallen off a cliff. Um yeah. It's been back though for a while though. Forty one percent in January. You know. But you're 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 but he he was so bad at the beginning that yeah. he's still at like thirty one percent for the season. And then, you know, he is aggressive in spurts, but I just expected a lot more out of that out of him in that department. Um and you know, uh the fact that he was demoted from the starting lineup, uh you know, that, that kinda matters. I know that this team is stacked and everything, um, but you know, you just think back to the again. This is it's very it, it runs parallel with Terry Rozier conversation, where you think about that series against the Bucks and uh, you know that game that he had and those moments he had in that series. Um, you know, going toe to toe with Giannis and Chris Middleton and those guys, and then uh, the moments that he had. Well, I, I'm pretty sure he was injured. What was his injury in the Sixer series? Was it like a hamstring? Yeah, and he had yeah, some moments hamstring. in that series yeah, that were very admirable. Um, you look at his age; he's 22 years old, just turned 22. I mean, I don't like my. I, I still think his ceiling is is very very high. Um, but we haven't seen. We haven't seen the growth this year, you know, in terms of just, uh, you know, uh, his ability to read defenses, make decisions. Uh, Still a little sloppy as a defender, a little undisciplined. Um, Again, he's young, but this is year three. This is usually when you make a a, a, a somewhat of a jump in those areas. And so uh, also just, you know, looking at him through the lens of someone who they wouldn't give up in the Kawhi trade. That's that's just a that's tough. It's tough mm-hmm. to get over. Yeah, it's it's going to be really interesting to see. I was like, you guys covered everything, so I won't spend much time on Jalen here. But well, can I say one thing about him before? Are you about to move on from? Or no, no, yeah, no. I was going to make a point, but yeah, what do you go ahead, Rich? Oh no, I was just saying. I just want to throw in that he deserves a little bit of the Terry Rozier treatment, where like you know, a lot of times at third years where you take a step forward, but his minutes went from thirty point seven to twenty six. So it's like, you know, it's a little bit different. Yeah, no, there's no question that he had trouble finding his role playing with Gordon um, early on and just, like, the full buy-in that he needed um, in terms of what this team needed. And he's he's gotten there better. He's still, he's still up and down, but it's his season has turned for the better much more than Rozier has, which is a credit to him. I'm going to be very curious to see once the postseason rolls around, like, you know, Brad inherently has trusted Gordon more in crunch time this year over Jalen when he does go to him. But I wonder how that will look um, in a couple months. Yeah. Um, that could be, and whether, you know, how much that stuff like that has bothered Jalen over the course of the year when, you know, Gordon gets the benefit of the doubt despite, you know, struggling just as much, if not more. Um, understandably so, but like, that's not. Make, that doesn't yeah my last point about Jalen is just that so contra- contractually 6.5 million next year which is perfectly fine for what he is but then he's restricted and like he's the type of talent where you could kind of you know if you overpay and then he kind of plateaus a little bit statistically that you know that could that could be a killer so I'm 
Yeah, don't do the next well, Wiggins. That's, yeah, I don't think the Celtics are dumb enough to ever do something like that. <laughs> but um, but it's nuts. Like last year was like a max extension for him was like not like a crazy thought in terms of just like what he might yeah. be worth. And he's eligible for a max extension in the fall, I believe, or a, a, an extension in the fall, I believe. Um, so that'll be an interesting right. yep. little subplot. We'll see. What I mean, he might not even be on the team, but we'll see what happens. Agreed. Um, all right, number two and number one. I don't think we're gonna have any big surprises here, um, unlike last year. But uh, I had Kyrie number two and Tatum number one, holding the holding the throne for the second straight year. I uh, have the same thing. Yeah. Um, I don't even think it's worth. I'm gonna go straight to the the Pelicans <laughs> are back on the floor here. Um, they're tired of waiting. Um, since Kyrie, I mean, I don't know, there's there's not really not much you can say about a situation. Like, it's not worth, I don't feel like it's worth digging into. He's obviously one of the, he's having an amazing season. Um, and, but he's still, you know, you're still going to have to pay him nearly $200 million to retain him next year, which he's worth. Well, can we talk about, like, uh, are you are you worried at all about the medical stuff? I mean, and has, no one's worried about the medical really. stuff? He's... No, he's he's been that like the fact that it hasn't popped up this year has made me put me at yeah maybe it's because I'm in New York and they really want Kyrie but I keep hearing it's a big conversation here about whether the Celtics will be like with will not hesitate to give him the five year max and how much of his statement was posturing uh, before the season started um, for that okay if we're gonna go that route can we. Of patting yourself, I know, I know, I remember, remember you. Shout out to you. And the and the people that, that was the only time we've got yelled at. <laughs> that I, wait, that I was that, that, that I wasn't over the moon that Kyrie Irving told everyone. Yeah, to I remember, Rich. You were all over that. Yeah, uh, I still think they will resign him for the five years because of all the things that you said, B. Rob, and he is just. I mean, it's a just a blessing to have that guy as your number one option. He is. Like he is just incredible, and you can easily see the areas of his game that um, that can stand to. I don't want to say get better, but that he can just take advantage of more. Like you know, he should not be just shooting six threes a game. Like he should be shooting nine or ten. And when he does that, like look out, this dude is just a just an absolute freak. Yeah, um, and, and it's beautiful that he's only playing 32 minutes a night. Yep. 32 and a half. And, that, and again, that's part of the Terry Rozier and all that. But it's And a, and a career high yep. 6.9 assists, which is probably where some of those those three-pointers are coming from, I guess. But, um, yeah, I mean, I, and again, I, I was – I didn't go crazy at the beginning of the year, but I there's nothing I've seen this year. And, again, it's not even February yet, right? So that, that – the season's still got a long way to go, but – so far this year, I, I have no problem. I know maybe he shouldn't talk as much. He talks a lot. Points, but like, in terms, <laughs> he in ter- in terms of what he's done on, on the court, I have, I'm not expecting anything more from him. Yeah, he's been great. Yeah. I mean, I, it would be nice. I, it would just be crazy, too. He's been great. Like, he's already he's been, been great. Absolutely yeah. unbelievable. Um, yeah, there's nothing. Like I said, the, the only thing he needs to work on is just the locker room. You know what's crazy? Uh, Real quick, yeah. is that he has he's shooting fifty percent from the field, 
41% from three. Is How is he an 85% foul shooter? He's missed a lot from that there. I mean, for him, him, not a lot, obviously, in general. But, yeah. Yeah, the, he, he would have had a legit shot at 50, 40, 90 this year, but then he's missed too many to... Got to get there more often. That happen now. That's my take. That, too. Everyone that does, too. yeah. Um, all right, so... Hi, Kai, Mike, and Rich. This is Del Demps on the phone. Hey, Del. Um, how are you? <laughs> hey, um, just got off the phone of uh, Rich Paul. Um, looks like we're going to have to do something here. So... Hey, Del, 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 So Del. here's the offer I What's today's to... date? What, what, what's that? Today's date is June 22nd. Okay, cool. <laughs> so it's like... So here's the deal. I know you guys can't mm-hmm. trade for Kyrie yet. You're not going to congratulate um, me on the, uh, the championship? <laughs> um, that was great that you won your three-on-three tournament, Rich. In LA, that was... No, I thought we were in the oh, Celtics. That's no, what, what I was talking yeah. about. But no, you guys had a great trip to the finals. Um, you, you couldn't break through against Durant in Game 7. That was rough, but you know what a, what a run. Um, everyone had a great postseason Jason, Jalen, you know, Marcus <laughs> Smart. Uh, so here's 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 what I can do. Um, Anthony Davis is available now. Um, I need I need Jason Tatum. I need Jalen Brown, and that Kings pick isn't very good. So I need Marcus <laughs> Smart too. Um, okay. I'll I'll hang up and listen. So Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, and Marcus Smart for Anthony Davis. And I'll throw in. I'll give you guys. You know. Like each one more, oh, something you. I'll give you. Yeah. I'll give you each one more, since I know you guys are gonna need some. You need to obviously contend right away. So actually, let me just pull my roster up real quick <laughs> to see who else I will offer you, since I'm not good with names here. Maybe main um, Red Claws legend Tim Frazier. Yeah, you can have Tim. I mean, <laughs> well, you'll give you each one. You, you don't want Solomon Hill, and um, I'll give you. I'll give you Jalil Okafor at the at a team option for next year too. You oh guys can take because I know Kenny likes him a lot. Um, so yeah, that's, that's what I can do. And, um, I'm going to call the Lakers right now, but (laughs) let me know what you guys think. So the question is, can, can they get away with, with, with either, because Tatum's going to have to be in it. Yes. Can you get away with With doing it? With two of the three. Well, here's, and who do you want those two? Would you rather keep Jalen or, or Marcus in that situation? Marcus for sure. I would I would give Jason um, Tatum and Jalen. But Brown. would you do? But say, say the they're just like it's that or nothing. Do you do the deal? Assuming the Celtics went to the finals last year and came up just short. Uh, <laughs> I because the, the thing is that like he's gonna go to somewhere, right? Right. So that's you know likely the new the new contender. So not only are you moving to keep, keep to, to bring him to you, but to to not give right. the Lakers the next you know five right. or the Sixers. Shit, yeah, because right? those I are mean, your two. What I would say is like, yeah, we we just went to the finals with what we have, and you know you've had Dell, Mister Demps, you've had uh, AD for seven or however many years uh, on your team, and you know you you've won one playoff series and so i mean you want me to give up all that for for someone who uh you know 
can't take, you know, he's got Drew Holiday on his team. He's got Julius Randle. He's got Miritich. And, you know, you guys didn't even make the playoffs this year. Like, I, I and you want me to give up this core of this of this exciting team that I have here. I mean, that's, that's a lot to give up. That's what I'll say there. And, uh, you know, I don't know what else, what other offers you have around the league for teams that, uh, uh, that AD is willing to re-sign with, that you're willing to get big assets, but, you know, uh, Jalen and Marcus, and then we can talk contract filler. And, uh, if you, if you've got something better than that, then, then talk to me, but, um, that's our offer right now. Okay, well, I like Ben Simmons more than, uh, than Tatum. So I'm just going to go with them. But uh, thanks. And, uh, okay, well, you can uh, next time you call me, it'll probably be for a job interview. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I agree with you guys in terms of, like, that. I think two of those guys and then you bundle like the Memphis pick and some of the other draft stuff that should, I'd rather get rid of the Kings pick than the Grizzlies pick. Oh, for sure. But they might, but they might be like, we want that upside. We want the Grizzlies. Cause you're also going to have to use the Kings pick before you can like actually make a deal due to the timing, which is tricky. Um, But yeah, that's a, it's a fascinating one. It's going to be, I wonder how, like, how many contingencies they're working through right now for when this does come up, especially given how, like, the Paul George situation went, um, where you just never know who's going to pop up. And, and, and you also just don't know, obviously there's the, the, the worry about AD, you know, re-signing with the team, but, like... We'll see who gets the number one pick in the draft. Um, you know, like, what if what if the Knicks get the number one pick and they say, and, and they know Porzingis is just, pit, like, rip shit pissed off. And they're like, we'll, we'll give you the number one pick and Porzingis for AD. Like, that. I mean, that's just, there's yeah. these different s- scenarios that could pop up. And so, I don't know. I think it'll be it'll be pretty interesting. You may have to... Look, I still think that the Celtics have the best offer that they can make, but that that can be made because I think that Tatum is top five. Like if we were we were doing this just for this exercise just for the Celtics, if we were doing it for the whole league, I would have Tatum top five still, even uh, with the struggles that he's had this season. Um, but if you can try to if you can get AD without giving him up, I mean, do it. <laughs> Yeah, that's a, that's a good point you made about the draft, though, because I've, I've said before that New Orleans is one of those teams that, like, as much as, like, getting a championship, they just need to sell tickets. You know, they need they need a face, and, and Zion certainly is one of those guys that um, would fill a lot of those <laughs> those needs that they have. So I think that, that whoever gets that pick is a real contender immediately. But the good news is, like, luckily anyone who gets that pick probably isn't going to be able to sign AD long term. Like unless it is the Knicks, like like Mike said, you, do they really? Dude, think they I mean, do that. I mean, I guess if Durant goes, I, I forget, I forgot about the. There's that, but then like, yeah, that I don't know, like, what if it's uh, 
he's from Chicago. Like, what if the Bulls get the number one pick? And then, you know, like, and they package that with marketing and, and salary filler or, or, or Carter and salary filler or whatever. I don't know. There's just a lot of, like, other teams could could get into the fray and make it really interesting. Um, and then there is the outside, outside, outside chance that AD does not turn that, does not sign uh, that uh, Supermax extension. And then the Pelicans are just like, Dell Demps knows he's getting fired no matter what. And he's like, you know what? I'm going to roll the dice here. And, you know, I'm going to shop Drew Holiday and see what I can get with him. And then, you know, just really try to go all in for one last run with AD and see what happens uh, in a Western conference that, you know, KD might be in the East by then. So it's just, I don't know. It's, it's, a, it's all very, very interesting. It'll be see, interesting to see how all of this plays out. It's going to be a wild off season. When you talk about KD maybe being in the East, do we open up the potential for Boston being? I don't know how that's East? possible. I don't think so. It's, it would have to be a sign and trade. And I think it's going to be too hard to do that unless you like clear out, Gordon and a bunch I mean, of people. You do too. it. I mean, whatever. I, I, if it's possible, I think it is possible. But I mean, why would the like the Warriors also might be like, we don't want to do it. Yeah, you but need, I, you need I, two I, willing parties. But I don't think I don't necessarily think Katie's going back. Do you? You don't think what? I don't think Katie's going back to. I don't think he is either. No, I, I would. I, yeah, I, I, I would be surprised that. if he does. Yeah. I and agree. I think, and I think, if it wasn't for you know, Draymond kicking the guy in the nuts and getting suspended, like he would have ended up in Boston anyways. Right. Him and Kyrie are. How do you really? really how good. do you even? I don't know. I mean, in order to do that, you would have to like, I think you would have to, you'd have to dump a ton of salary, so you could do work a sign and trade. Um. It wouldn't be easy, yeah. With but... the it wouldn't be easy. You'd say you'd have to move Gordon to some third team, and I mean, I'm sure if if Durant wants to come here, they'll do it. Like they'll find a way to do it. Um, but it it would be very, it would be messy. Um, <laughs> good messy though. Good messy, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> do you is this is this something in your ear, Rich? Do you you've mentioned this a couple times that I didn't you have a fence that, that you. Well, just like the possibility of like, do you feel like after he might have come here two years ago, like you feel like Boston would like appeal to him for the next chapter? I, I don't think there's any question Boston would appeal to him for the next chapter. I mean, that's I, regardless of whether he comes here, like who who wouldn't? And, he, and again, he took the he took the meeting. You know, I, I said the, I said the Kyrie thing. I don't know. I just I don't have any inside information. It's just I'm just connecting the dots. I didn't. I said, is it possible? Yeah, and certainly, yeah. If you lose out an AD, why wouldn't it maybe happen? Google Kevin Durant yeah. and Kyrie Irving. Let's talk about yeah. about their, about I their friendship. Know. I don't know. I'm not. Okay, I'm not. I'm not reporting anything. <laughs> I'm not predicting it. I'm just saying everyone says AD or bust, but maybe it's not. I mean, and we'll say this for our next con. I mean, uh, future podcasts in the coming months. But and I'm gonna write like what the 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 plan B. For the Celtics, if AD doesn't work out, is a fascinating uh, uh, debate topic to me. Um, but 
we're we're already 74 minutes into this one so we'll we'll wait on that um so yeah that's it um for the rankings good job guys we had some i like the we had a very some surprises early on and then some good debate later on oh we need that story rich before to, to yeah, finish this off. I, I have it queued up i didn't forget but anyways i got an email uh from a listener his nice. name's andy he wants to have he, he invited me to, to watch a game with him in la but i was thinking that b-rob when you're out here in march for that week maybe we can like get some sort of viewing party with with west coast uh celtics fans or los angeles based celtics fans yeah we could make that happen i was gonna read the email but it was the it really wasn't that interesting but it's more that i was saying <laughs> that he he was saying he, he lives out here and he, and he misses watching uh celtics games with his friends and he wants to mm, get together yeah that's great yes so maybe maybe we'll maybe we'll, we'll tease that maybe maybe mike can come come back that to would be nice out here that would be nice we can go to that that bar in that Santa Monica. Would be first terrific. Night. You're making me cry, Rich. <laughs> well, just um, make it happen. Mike, you should pitch a, pitch a story, Mike, to <laughs> do it that week. I have so many stories. I have like a whole Google Doc that's like LA trips, like pitch ideas to send me to LA. Trust me, like it's uh, I'm not short for those. So let's let's. Have you been out here? Since, yeah, since I've been. Oh, I've been out there a couple times. Um, yeah, that would that would be cool. Um, you know, I, I, I'm switch, shifting gears really quick cause I'm getting sad, but, um, the, I was, I was hoping <laughs> we could have talked about Tatum a little bit more, you know, we all had him number one, but like, you know, he's having a interesting second season. I don't know if the steam is, if the steam is kind of yeah. on that conversation is, has gone out and there's no momentum right now, but like. What's like? Was he an no, absolute no-brainer for you? Because I, I'm not gonna lie, I had Kyrie number one on my list until probably 45 minutes before we started recording. Yeah. Really? Yeah, no, he was a no-brainer for me. If it wasn't for the contract, maybe more, but just the, the contract's you know, too good. Kyrie for the for this year, but yeah, no, it was, it was a no-brainer. And, I, and again, I, I, I'll I'll put him in the. And so a lot of sophomores. I mean, Simmons and, and Donovan Mitchell. I mean, Donovan came back to life a little bit once they, once Ricky Rubio got hurt. But they've all been struggling a little bit. And I think it's a lot of the same thing. It's just like new faces, different roles. Yeah, my theory is uh, that what a, a lot of people do not account for when they just assume natural growth is that there are 29 other teams and they now have a season full of evidence and scouting reports. And, you know, their job is to stop you. And so, like, there's, it's not like when you, this sounds, like, really obvious, and it kind of is, but, like, it's not like when you're developing that it's just, you're in a, on a, like, on a boat that's going downstream, and there's no, uh, nothing to obstruct your progress. Like, a lot of teams out there, like, everyone knows what the book is now on Simmons. Everyone knows what the deal is with Donovan Mitchell. Um, a lot of Tatum's struggle has been really interesting, because, he kind of forces the issue and just makes weird decisions, but but yeah, it's uh, a lot of sophomores have been having weird years. Also, we should say like those two Simmons and I guess Mitchell not- are like borderline all stars. If if not, Simmons might be a lot, but so they have struggled relative to what they were last year, maybe, but they're still really good. Right, and I, and I was going to say that too. It's just like you know, last year. 
Tatum has a few down games. Like, yeah, 19, like he's a rookie. What are you going to do? And now the expectations are set. So now we, you know, it becomes a little bit of an issue. The, the growing pains, there's a you know, spotlight on the growing pains a little bit more. But um, I, I still think, again, I think he showed last year that we're going to see mm-hmm. his best in the playoffs too. You know, he'll have a 30-point game in the playoffs, I think. Wouldn't be surprised. Um, but, yeah, I, but, again, I, I, I don't – we've gone back and forth on this a few times, but, you know, right now I don't hesitate to, to include him in that Anthony Davis trade. I think we all are kind of together. One last question real quick. Do you think yes. that Jason Tatum will ever be as good offensively as Kyrie Irving is right now? <laughs> no. Yes. Ooh. It'll be it'll be a different kind of you know dominance, but kind of what do you mean different kind of dominance? I don't know. Just you know, I I think that Kyrie, you know, he kind of creates his own chaos, but he's sort of like. But I think you know Tatum is the guy that you might be able to come down on the half court, you know, like Jordan towards the end of his career at some point, and just like feed him, and he could just be a machine. Yeah, I don't know where I. Like more of a more like a more methodical sort of like yeah I'm I don't know where where not that Kyrie yeah Kyrie, do that. Kyrie's like the best outside of Harden like the best ISO and maybe Durant like the best ISO scorer in the league um I don't know that that stuff kind of stuff made me pause just because obviously Kyrie's contract is his contract it's you know he's probably gonna opt out and become an unrestricted free agent and that's why you can't put him number one um. But if you do re-sign him, I mean, he is only 20, 26 now. Yeah, he's twenty. He's about to turn twenty-seven. I mean, he's still got. He's not even in his prime yet, and I don't know. That's just he's such a hell of a player, and Tatum is still likely to be incredible. Um, but I don't know. I don't know. I do. I do have Tatum one though, and I'm not. I'm not like regretting that decision. But Kyrie number one is. Or just Kyrie in general is just like so incredible. Agreed. It's uh, what he's doing this year is uh, put him in. I don't know company that probably won't be touched in a while in the in the Celtics uniform, but Tatum, we'll we'll find out if he can get there. Um, all right, boys, that is it on the third annual edition of the Trade Value Power Rankings. Uh, feedback. Always welcome at Michael V. Pina, at Rich underscore Levine, at Brian T. Rob. And we will catch you guys next week as we uh, take a closer look around the league uh, heading into the trade deadline.